0: Welcome to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. And now here's your host, Joe Levitt.
1: All right, guys, welcome in to this week's episode of the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. Man, uh, we are again, once again, live from Lynchburg, Tennessee at the 2023 uh, Jack Daniels World Championship Invitational Barbecue. It's, it's a mouthful of a title, it is. Uh, but it's a really great place to be. Uh, And this is is kind of the calm before the storm, and we're here with a guy who knows all about this, knows all about these storms, knows all about how to get through these storms, and how to win at these storms. I am here with, I'll just lead with the 2022 Jack Daniels champion, Mr. Chris Schaefer from Heavy Smoke Barbecue. Chris, how are you doing? Good, man. I appreciate you having me. It's my pleasure. I mean, we were just talking. You had... had a lot of things to do this this week a lot of duties it's kind of like miss america yeah you know like there's things that 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 they expect of of miss america and then when miss america is giving up her crown she has to go do some things yeah but you're not here to give up
0: your crown this week no and i'll tell you i've never been compared to miss america before (laughs) and i'm assuming this is the last time uh maybe if they had a hefty division right (laughs) now i mean people have asked me since i got here like oh you're gonna go back to back you know you're gonna win this thing again and my answer is like it's in it's it feels impossible to win the jack no matter what right no matter right. how good of a cook you are to do it back to back seems very impossible only Tuffy's done it now I'm going to turn in great food and I'm going to hope I get lucky and I'm going to hope I win this thing but if I'm 50th man I'm just stoked I'm here to be honest with you you know
1: you said an interesting word you said a phrase you said get lucky yep you're going to turn in great food yep everybody tomorrow for the most part, unless they just really have something that goes south, yeah. is going to turn in great food. What part of this, what makes you say, get lucky?
0: Well, man, you know, like people don't have to like your food. You know, like what we do, um, you know, we're serving food to other people, right? Mm-hmm. And like, how many times have you gone to a restaurant with some buddies and you're like, man... These wings are awesome. And two buddies are like, I think they suck. Like that happens, (laughs) right? Yeah. And so these people don't have to like your food, right? Mm -hmm. So to win any competition, especially a major, you have to find a table of six judges that like your ribs, a table of six judges that like your chicken, pork, brisket, right? There's a Mm -hmm. lot of luck involved in what we do. And it's not so much of like, oh, I caught an angel table or anything like that. You just got to find... Twenty-four people that like your food, yeah, Um, and you're going to do real well if that's the case. But there's plenty of times that you know I've turned in what I thought was the best food I ever had, and two of the tables didn't agree, and you leave tenth place overall, and you can't be mad. You got to move on, right? So there's a big element of luck in all this.
1: Where did your barbecue journey start? We're going to get into the competition stuff because that's that's a huge part of of your personal story is is the is the competition. But where, where did you, where'd you first fall in love with, with smoke?
0: So, you know, my journey is different than a lot. Um, when I was in high school, 15 years old, I started cooking in a restaurant. I actually, I was cutting grass around this place and a guy comes out and he goes, hey, our dishwasher called in you want to wash dishes and i'm like all right sure so i wash dishes for like two weeks and they're like you want to try the fryers i'm like i'll try the fryers like two weeks later like you want to try the grill i'm like all right i'm 15 years old running <laughs> the grill in this restaurant right and so i cooked all through high school and college and so i always say i i i'm a better chef than i am a pit master by probably by a mile right um so when I, I, I used to work at a, in retail and I had a guy that worked for me and I grilled in the backyard, but I never smoked anything. And I, I didn't grow up eating barbecue like we mm-hmm. didn't go to barbecue restaurants. My dad would, you know, do pork steaks. we are from St. Louis. Right. But yep. like we didn't really have barbecue. So uh, a guy worked for me and he was like, man, he's like, you know, you used to cook a lot. Right. And I'm like, dude, I cook all the time. And he's like, well, I do these barbecue competitions. You ought to come out to one. And I'm like, all right, I'm in. You know, it sounds kind of cool. I'd seen Pitmasters, you know. and Yeah, on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I go out there, and I show up, and he's like, all right, man, you're cooking chicken. And I'm like, I'm doing what? And so on the fly, on the fly, he kind of taught me how they do chicken. I finished 38th out of 42 teams. Yeah, And I it. was just stoked I wasn't dead last, there you is. know. And at the time, you have no idea. But, like, if you go back and look at that team list, it's like Shake and Bake, Iowa Smokey D's, Blaze and Blue. It was like the teams that I, I should – I'd be 38th in that crowd today. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, for some reason, I was hooked. You know what I mean? And he's like, all right, you're the chicken guy. And I just started practicing like crazy. And um, – I mean, the first time, the first time I really barbecued, I was like already on a barbecue team. If that makes sense, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And so I started, you know, which I don't. That's not normal. It's not.
1: No, that like that's that's, uh, I would have to imagine a very unique kind of unicorn yeah. type story that you were put on a team before you had ever really gone low and slow cooked anything made made a a competition chicken thigh before you were turning in yes chicken thighs
0: yes and so i was essentially already on a team when i started learning how to barbecue and i started cooking pork butts and i started doing ribs i started all stuff in the backyard and um started getting getting good at it you know and i'm watching you know my my mentor the guy that got me started his name's cole hardy and he's teaching me everything he knows how to barbecue but i'm still just the chicken guy and I'm doing a lot of the stuff in the backyard just trying to, like, get as good as he was, if that made sense, you know. But my personality, like, I'm maniacal, man. Like, if, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it better than everybody, you know. And so I'd practice like crazy, and I'd burn a lot of meat. You know, I'd do a lot, yeah. of, a lot of terrible food. And then it, it's like, it started, like it's 2012. 2014, we had a competition that I wanted to cook, and the guy that got me started couldn't cook. And so I was like, man, you mind if I go cook this one on my own? And before that, I've done chicken every comp, and I did ribs like four times. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're going to go cook all four? I'm like, let me give it a shot, you know? (laughs) So I borrow his trailer, two of his drums, one of my drums, one of my Weber Smoky Mountain, and I go out. I wasn't planning on even starting a team because I was on his team, right? Yeah. And he had this joke. People would always be like, hey, cool, how do you make such great food? And he'd go, ah, salt, pepper, and heavy smoke. That was always his thing, right? Yep. So I sign up for this singular event that I'm not going to cook ever again by myself, and uh, I signed up as salt, pepper, and heavy smoke. And before I sent the application, I was like, it's too long. Yeah. I, I literally just drew a line through salt and pepper and sent it as heavy smoke, and I, I walked five times that day and reserved that that comp. <laughs> oh, my and goodness. The, and the best we'd ever finished together was like 12th overall. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, I guess I have a barbecue team. And so, I mean, that's heavy smoke from there on out, man. A
1: one-man team. Yeah.
0: So I, I cooked uh, for the first year, my brother-in-law, Jimmy, and my, my buddy, Danny, Um, They were coming out the whole first year. After that, my brother cooked with me for a little bit. My brother-in-law and my brother Jeremy. And um, at the end of 2015, my my brother passed away. And my dad just started coming to competitions and hanging out because, you know, my brother passed away. It was something for us to do and whatever. And my brother-in-law got real busy with his son playing, like, competitive soccer. And so he stepped away, and my dad stepped in. And my dad and I have been running the country for, like, six years now, you know?
1: What's that like cooking with your dad? Like it, I mean that's,
0: it's awesome. You know, like before, you know, a five hour trip to a competition was a five hour trip to a competition. Now it's five hours with my dad, you know? <laughs> and like my dad and I have always had an amazing relationship, but we didn't have a ton in common. Like I was a sports guy, he you know, he hunted and like I would hunt to hang out with him, but I didn't care about killing a deer. I would yeah. just go, you know what I mean? And so it's given us something in common. So now, you know, me and my dad are, like, truly best friends. We talk on the phone every day. We ride to comps or whatever. And, you know, we don't win. He gets mad. I get mad. If we win, we both high-five, you know. Yeah. I, t- I was telling uh, – you mentioned, you know, Big Mike from uh, Prebo, you know. Yeah. I was telling him earlier today. I was like, my dad don't care about barbecue. He cares about supporting me, and he loves winning. If I was <laughs> if I was in pasta competitions, my dad would be boiling water. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just cool, man. We spend a lot of great time together.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't take away those – those relational reps, you know, those five hour drives, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of, a lot of sons that don't have one of those five hour drives under their belt as, as an adult with their dad. But the fact that you've got multiple of those, uh, a year, um, is, is pretty cool.
0: Yep. He's only missed, I think three competitions in the last, probably, uh, probably the last 200. He's, He's probably missed three competitions, you know, and he's there for everyone, man. So I was on your website. Yeah. Uh, which
1: I'm going to give you a little grief. It's it's not updated. It's pretty terrible.
0: Yeah. So uh, I, I built that myself when we started our food okay, truck. Congr- okay. Then I won't so give you too much grief. I built it uh, on, when I started my food truck, I built it myself. And then like, you know how websites work and I'm not very technical, but like the plugins and things changed, all this stuff oh, yeah. changed. And they're like, I, that no longer works. I, I literally like, don't even know how to get in there and update it. And so, like, I have my like competition achievements, and I don't even have the jack on there. I know that's what I was looking at. I don't know how to get in and change it. And so, I was just talking to my business partner the other day. I was like, "We need to find somebody to go build this website." Because oh,
1: look at that! Hire somebody. That's that, that's yeah, what they yeah, do. Yeah. right. Oh, what a great idea! Yeah. So, uh,
0: I I I you know. You want to cook chicken? I All know. Right. I know the website sucks,
1: but you know. Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't suck. It's it's just not updated. Updated. And so yeah. I, I looked and I was like, that's not even on there, but. There's, a, there's one column that's like Grand Champions. Yeah. That's a really, really long
0: column. Yeah, we've got, I don't know exactly, probably the neighborhood of 40 Grand Championships and probably 30 Reserve Grand Championships and three three World Championships. Over how how long? Um, so I started Heavy Smoke in 2014, but I started slow. I cooked like six the first year, 10 the second year. So we're, we're, we're really sp-
1: like you're in your 10th year yeah. kind of of competition at this point.
0: 40-ish grand champions. Yeah, we've cooked probably 230, 240 competitions. So that's a pretty good yeah. like ratio. Yeah, I, I GCRGC about 30% of my comps for the, across my career so far. So you just
1: use some acronym, I think... Uh, you said what? GC
0: Grand Champion, Grand Champion, RGC Reserve Grand Champion. Okay, yeah. So I think when most people look, not at
1: everybody w- that listens, to... not the three people that listen to my podcast, yeah. all know what those mean.
0: Four, I'll listen this one. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. So I think when most people like look at their wins and count their wins, they look at first and seconds because you know Grand Champion, Reserve Grand Champion are yeah. both um, both pretty pretty amazing feats. You know, why? Why do you win so much, man? Like I already said, I'm maniacal, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if I do anything, uh, you know, the the term, they say like, do anything, how you do everything. You know what I mean? Like if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm not going to be like, ah, this is good enough. Like it's never good enough. Right. And, and in my barbecue career or other career or anything, it's like, there's always a moving goal. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And like, so my first goal was to win a grand championship all right well i did that and then it was to win the st louis barbecue side team of the year did that you know win a world championship did that win another world championship do that i still need to win team of the year i still need to win the royal it's always a moving target right and so when you achieve that goal you just create a new goal for yourself and i'm always pushing yeah i think you know the secret to me doing well in competitions is just serving good like good mediocre barbecue as much as i hate to say that like I don't care about cooking you the best thing you've ever had. I don't. Um, if I have four judges go, man, that's the best rib I've ever had, and two of them go, that sucks, I'm going to lose a lot of comps. Right. But if all six of them go, that's pretty good, I'm going to win a lot of comps. Yeah. You know what I mean? All right. I, I'm a grand champion hunter. I say I, you know, I teach classes and stuff. I, I want to win the whole comp. I don't care about a category. Give me four eighths in each category and a grand championship, I'll take it all day. Winning ribs and finishing fifth overall isn't cool to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm there to win the contest. What what do, what do people? Uh, you teach these classes at your mm-hmm. restaurant? Is that what you do? Uh, I actually teach them at uh, it's Collinsville Barbecue Supply in Illinois. It's real close okay. to me. Okay. They got a barbecue store. It's set up real nice, and that way I can have them in, and then you know people can see what I'm using and go right over to the shelf and buy it and stuff. You know, it, it just makes it real convenient.
1: What what do people learn? Like if they come spend a day with you, yeah. Like what, what? are they like? What are they legit walking out with?
0: You yeah. Think? So we do it like we do a two day class. It's a full cook, right? So we start at like three p.m. on a Friday, and I trim every piece of meat. I inject every piece of meat. I go through literally everything I would for a competition, all the way up until like what I just finished before I came over here. Mm-hmm. We get there at five thirty in the morning on Saturday. We fire up the drums. We do a full competition cook. They watch literally everything I do from front to back. They try all the food, and then we'll sit around and answer questions for an hour, two hours, whatever they got, and then people go home. I give them a handout of every single recipe, every single product I use. Um, I give them a timeline and everything. I explain that like this is a rough timeline. I'm going to adjust on color or you know what I mean. Right. But like they leave with a packet of like if nothing else, if I do all this and nothing goes wrong, I can get calls. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's a full it's a full tell all class
1: today. Uh, you know we we
0: were, we were talking about your.
1: The other things you kind of had to do. We were talking about uh, just what you were doing before you got here, which was prep. You said you were doing a lot of uh, injecting. Uh, Talk to me about what what does that prep look like day before competition for you?
0: For like on the Friday? Yeah, uh, it's actually pretty easy, man. Um, the more you compete, the more efficient you get. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, I used to spend all week trimming meat, making sauces and whatever. I, I can like on a Thursday afternoon, I can trim all my meat, get sauces made, injections made, all that stuff. Go to a competition. I put my chicken in the brine at noon. At 3.30, I inject brisket. I inject pork. I inject ribs. I bring it all trimmed so I don't have to do that here. Mm-hmm. And then I get the chicken out of the brine and get it wrapped up. And then I'm done at 8 o'clock. Uh, on Friday I season the brisket and then I go to bed and then in the morning I'll season pork, I'll season ribs, you know, I'll do all that mm-hmm. process. But, um, since I show up with everything trimmed, it's pretty easy.
1: And then, so tomorrow morning you said your classes start at five thirty. Yep. Like, is that, is that kind of when you'll start tomorrow morning or yeah, what?
0: So the, uh, the brisket goes on at six thirty. uh, the turn-ins are 30 minutes later at the Jack. So everything will be 30 minutes later than a normal competition. But, um, Brisket goes on the pit at 6.30, and we like them to run for an hour, just kind of start running clean. So uh, my dad will fire up the first pit at 5.30 and have it run in 3.50 when I get ready to put the brisket on at 6.30. Running at 3.50? Yeah, we'll start the brisket at 3.50. We like to start it pretty hot. Okay. And then uh, we let it just naturally come down to 300, and then I'll run 300 the whole cook.
1: And are you – we'll get real technical here for for a a moment. Uh, Like, would you say you're at that point – when he goes in at 3.50, is it – pretty clean smoke dirty smoke like what are you running initially i'm always
0: clean smoke it's funny to have the name heavy smoke because people are always like you know nothing's coming out of your drums (laughs) in your heavy smoke you know uh i'm always gonna run clean man i run good like blues hog lump charcoal it's like the best charcoal you can get and i'll throw you know three small chunks of barkless pecan in with that brisket uh i'm gonna run clean the whole time man i i I don't want dirt on on the smoke you know I, i use smoke as an ingredient man you should use smoke like salt and pepper You know, I always say if you can taste smoke, it's been over smoked. Hmm. You need to taste that it's been smoked, but you shouldn't taste smoke.
1: So uh, tomorrow, is it like, does it feel like you're used to it? Is it a never ending day for you or is it just you've got everything? It's systematized. Yeah, it's systematic. Yeah. You know, it's cooking's cooking.
0: You know what I mean? Like I come from more of like the chef world, right? You know what I'm saying? so like... um, i have a system, everything's in the right place you know I, I go through the process uh but cooking's cooking you know if you get if ribs get dark and you gotta wrap them wrap them I don't care mm-hmm. if it's an hour early or an hour late you know what I mean so I just go through the process and cook the food
1: so you you've referred to it a couple times uh that you're more of a chef than a pit master uh
0: what what makes you say that uh it's because i you know I got my my start in cooking um you know like pastas and like steaks and like you know things like that you know uh my daughter was you know my daughter who's watching us um she was eight years old and I was showing her how to make gnocchi from scratch you know nice. what I mean and so um you know I've become a great pit master but like I'd rather make you pasta broccoli you know <laughs> okay. what I'm saying <laughs> yeah if that makes sense
1: so uh what what qualifies somebody to
0: be a pit master do you think so there's there's multiple different um, things. You ever seen the show BamaQ? No. Okay. So um, it's, it was on a couple years ago. I've seen some episodes, but I seen a guy on there give a, a description of pitmaster that I've repeated a hundred times since. Right. Um, there are what you would call a technician. Okay. So you come take my class. You get my timeline. You get my recipes. You go follow it to a T. Nothing goes wrong. And you win a competition, good, like great on you. You're mm-hmm. a technician. When the sky is falling, <laughs> and you can find a way to still turn in great food and win competitions, that's when you're a pit master. Understanding how your pit runs, why it's running it that way. When you can walk by anybody's pit out here and smell their smoke and know they have a problem in their pit, mm. you know what I mean. It's yeah. things like that. You know, you'll watch. Like you can a- look. You can look across and say, Oh, they're they're in the weeds right now. There's, uh, they've, they've got problems over there at that team. Well, it's kind of funny. You know, a lot of us guys uh, that cook on drums, I'm a gateway drum guy, there's like a distinct smell that comes out of your pits when things are going right and when things mm. are going wrong. And, like, there's been times that they'll have five of us, you know, sitting around BSing, and you'll watch us go like this. Oh, Who's Whose pit- and- and you'll, you'll watch every dude jump up out of their chair and go start smelling their pits and seeing what's going on because you somebody got that smell. And undoubtedly, one of us is over there changing something on our pits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's the kind of thing that makes you a pit master um, versus like a technician, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So is the, for you, is there anything different? How many times have you been to the Jack?
0: Uh, this is my third time.
1: Third time. Uh, Is there anything different that you do here than you do at, like, the Royal?
0: So, yes and no. Um, I say yes only because you have to cook white meat and dark meat for chicken. Mm -hmm. um, And you have to turn in at least seven pieces. Mm. Um, so like those two things are just kind of a systematic difference, but I don't run different flavors. You know what I mean? Like, so same
1: flavor profile. Yeah. You don't change that at all, depending on where you are geographically, anything like
0: that. And like some people, some people are really great at saying like, Hey, you know, you got to go a little sweeter in this area or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not one to go chase it. I always call it chasing ghost. You don't know if it exists, but you're chasing it. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not that guy. I run my process, my flavors. To a T, everywhere I go, because I know it works more places than it doesn't, right? And like, let's just say I cook in—I'll use Georgia. I—I I don't do fantastic in Georgia. Um, every time I'm there, I'm like eighth or ninth. I don't know why, but I don't—I can't win a comp in Georgia. Yeah. I said I can't, but I have not, right? Right. So I can either try to change things in Georgia, or what I've done, I can choose to not cook in Georgia.
1: You know know what I'm saying?
0: Like it's that simple. Where I have buddies that'll be like, "Hey, man, you know, I I got some friends in Georgia. They said you want to be a little more, this, and they go do it, and they go win a comp. Good on you. I'll, I'll, I'll go stick to the other 15 states around there that I score well in. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I've cooked, you know, South Carolina. I've, I've, you know, reserved, uh, reserve granted comps in South Carolina, and you know, all the way to Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've, I've got GCs or RGCs in like 18 states. But there's a couple states I don't do well in, so guess what? They don't get my business. You know? Yeah. Uh,
1: what what's what keeps you? Is it is it the chasing the team of the year goal that kind of keeps you going at this point?
0: No, um, I want to win team of the year, um, but I, I in 2020 I kind of set out to win team of the year and I finished third behind Brad Leininger and Joe Pierce who were like the two best cooks in the world, right? So 2021, I'm like, all right, I'm buckling down. I'm doing it. I cooked like 46 comps in 21, and I finished third behind Brad Leininger and Joe Pierce. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just third, right? And so in 2022, I was like, all right, I'm going to hit it hard. I start the year, I start real hot. And I just kind of just kind of cooled down, which happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled back. I even told my friends, I'm like, hey, I'm not chasing team of the year. I'm going to focus on majors and see if I can win another world championship. And then we're rolling to win the jack, you know. By winning the jack, you get an invite back to the jack. You get the invite to the royal. You get all that. So this year I was like, I'm going to pull way back. I'm going to cook 15, 20 competitions. I'm going to spend more time with my daughter. I'm going to spend time in the restaurant. I'm going to do that kind of thing and just take it easy, you know. And I've done that, and it's been really fun this year i'll probably circle back and chase team of the year because i want to win it but i don't know if i got it in me like right now at this point man i think it's just like the love of it you know i mean um i also have the restaurant so like you know winning big comps helps the restaurant you know uh seeing wins and things you know the customers love it the employees love it and things but um i just still love doing it
1: yeah so you've got people back there cheering you on your regulars who know you're coming here this week
0: who are rooting for you we have customers come in and go Oh, where was where was Chris this weekend? And they're like, "Oh, how do you do?" You know, I mean, like they like they're, they're they're stoked to come in and see how it is. You yeah.
1: Know? Uh, what's is what you serve in the restaurant? What what the judges will eat, or is there it's, is there a difference?
0: It's too hard to serve what we do out here in a restaurant, especially for the masses, and make any money. Yeah, I, I would a either have to charge four times what I charge, and then nobody would come through the door. Sure, or I would just lose. Right. And so I've got a, I've got two different rubs on the market. We, you know, we use that for everything in the restaurant. Uh, we try to use as high quality food as we can. Um, we do things we do things right, in my opinion, and we get as close to competition barbecue as you can, with still not like going bankrupt. You know what I mean? Right. So I, I think we do it better than a lot of them that are out there. Um, but you know, it's it's not what we're serving here.
1: Yeah. Uh, so what's what's your when you're sitting at a competition on a Friday, you're done with your prep. Do you ever have like just guts on how things are going to go?
0: No, uh, honestly, man, it's like the more you do this, the more you realize that it's up to the judges. Right. So, um, all I could do is all I could do. And then there's that, that kind of that luck piece that comes in. it's always there, you know? And, and there'll be times that I'll, I'll cook a competition and I'll turn it in and I'm like, man, like I just didn't have it today. Like nothing was right. And then, I'll win, and you're like, okay, that was dumb, you know. And then you know, the next week I'll be like, that might be the best cook I've ever had in my life, and you'll finish eleventh, and you're like, what? It's like it's like the barbecue guys work their way out, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get luck on some days, you don't get on other days. Periodically, you have the cook of your life and get lucky, and then you win the jack, right? You know what I'm saying? Like right. that happens, but um, man, all you could do is try to be better today than you were last week, and hope you get hope you get tables that like your food. Yeah. Well, man, I, I
1: appreciate you taking the time yeah, today. I know you've been slammed. Uh, you've got uh, a busy day ahead of you tomorrow. Yep. Uh, this lets you kind of get out of here. Uh, I think hopefully I'm your last commitment for the day. You are. Yeah. and then uh, Except for my daughter. Yeah, well, my- yeah, but that, yeah that's a good commitment yeah this is like a, a work commitment
0: you know well it's cool too it's like you know, be my dad do this but now she started doing kids cues oh cool and so she did the royal she got 11th in the the burger category wow uh we went to colorado frisco colorado and uh there's an open category that like the kids could cook whatever they wanted and she did a green chili burger and took first place congratulations um, she got second in kids queue the month after that so it's like, you know, we're passing it down, you know, and she's really, really digging cooking too. So I get to share it with her.
1: She gets to be here and, uh, and see the the master in action. Yeah. Well, she doesn't yeah. learn from me. Maybe she'll learn from your dad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, thanks again for being here. Yeah, Appreciate bro. it. Best of luck tomorrow. Uh, by the time this airs, we'll know, we'll know the results yeah. and, uh, hopefully you got, uh, got lucky tomorrow. Thanks again. Thanks brother. Appreciate, Appreciate you having me. May the smoke be with you.
0: Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.